Hey, welcome to the Hollywood Palms podcast, where a guest is given a palm reading and we discuss their past, their present, and their future. I'm Portland. I'm your resident skeptic. And joining us today is a terrific Twitch streamer, whatever that is, a podcast producer, a writer. It's Detroit's own Garen Cockerell. Garen Cockerell, hi. Hello. I'm hi. so happy to meet you in like Same. real life person. I have seen you on my computer monitor, and that's not weird, I promise. I, well, it's a little weird. A lot of people watch me on their computer monitors. So you like that. It doesn't bother me. I'm really glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. I'm I excited. can't wait to see what is happening on your palm. And that is a weird thing to say, except for the part where this is an entire podcast. It's the Hollywood Palms podcast. And we want to see what's happening. We want to know your future. We want to know your past. And we want to know why um, that one spot is there. That would be nice to know. It, r- yes. Right? Yeah. But you do a lot of podcast stuff. I do. How come? I do. Yeah, but why? You know what? I kind of just fell into it. I. Uh, that seems like a weird place to land. It is. We, we were talking before about how you did not want to be an astronaut, per se. Yeah. <laughs> no, everybody wants to be. I just I don't, don't have the brain capacity to pull it off, I don't think. I can't do math. I can't. At all? It, no. Interesting. It, it, like if I'm editing a show. It, so if we, if we down. immobilize one of your hands today and then ask you to do math, like it has oh. to be single digit. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And then Copy you'll that. see me get very angry. I will make a note. It gets, I, I, it, it makes me physically mad when I'm trying to do really? math. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, let's don't do that then. Yeah. I don't know why it is. I don't know if it's a, it, maybe it's a learning thing or I, I don't know. I don't it's know. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That <laughs> I mean, I do want to explore that with you, but maybe we don't have to make everybody listen to it. Hollywood so, math. Maybe we'll do it Hollywood math. Hollywood math. We had to make it plural so that it sounds British and fancy. Oh, well, yeah. I didn't think about that. I know. I'm here. That's just ideas, man. Yep. I'm here for it. So it. <laughs> talk to me about your everyday. Like what's your, tell me about, so you wake up. I wake up. And you're like, mm, podcast. Yeah. That's on <laughs> two days, a week, three days a week. Um, the other days I'll either stream on Twitch or I'll think about writing, but not do it. Mm-hmm. That uh, sounds like a professional writer. It, yeah. Amazing. Except for the professional part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, wait, tell me what kind of podcast. I know what podcast you're on, but do other people know? I work on one called Never Not Funny hosted by the legendary comic Jimmy Pardo. I've met him a couple of times. He's a wonderful human being. I don't think he liked me at all. I can't imagine that's Trust true. Trust me. I can't imagine that's true. <laughs> You don't have to imagine it, darling. I was there and you can just take my word for it. But in the meantime, it I is. I want to hear ne- about it. Okay. Never not funny. Yes. And then I, I'm a cast he, member on that. Yes. And, and he I, is super funny. He is. He is. He is. It should be called Always Funny. Um, it should be called Jimmy's Funny, but he doesn't like yeah. Portland. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also produce a show uh, called How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, which is super fun. How to Survive what? Everything. Oh my gosh. Mudslides, fires. We did <laughs> escalators. Palm reading podcasts. Yeah. That'll be <gasps> next week. How to survive um, algebra one. Oh, we don't do Not that. Not there yet. Nope. No, okay. That's, that's too next season. Topic. <laughs> Can't touch that one. Next season. Yeah. That's a blast. Um, and you can actually hear me on that one now too. We've decided to kick my mic up a little bit. Yay. So I talk on that now. Um, but it's a blast. That's, it's really cool to be a part of and people are loving it. So. Have you learned stuff? Have you learned things? Yes. Great. Actually, (laughs) we did an episode about being lost in the wilderness. And then I went on a hike with my old roommate and we got lost in the (laughs) desert in the middle of the night. And you were like, let me queue up this podcast and it'll tell us what to do next. Yeah. I was like, 
listen for this and look for this. And then I just was getting mad. So I'm like, I'm just going to follow you. And then it immediately went to an ad and you guys live on the mountain now. Yeah. Amazing. I don't even know how I got here. That's incredible. Well, I think that's probably a good time for us to take a break and I'll tell you my Jimmy Pardo story. Let's do it. But when we come back, Quitlow is going to join us and he is going to take us on a journey. Let me tell you. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Quitla, welcome. Thank you. Thanks I'm for glad you're me. here. I'm glad you're here in front of me too. Glad to be here. So this is Garen. Hello, Garen. We're old friends. Hello, hello. Quitla, Garen, and Portland. Amazing. Yeah, now we're BFFs. Well, we are. Uh, and I feel, well, I feel like that between the three of us that there's probably about seven people in the world with these names. Uh, right? And how many? Yeah, there's yeah. no other room in the world with a Portland and Garen and a Quitla in no, it at this moment. No. And there's actually a lot more Garens than I realize because I guess it's an Armenian name. Oh, Is that right? Yeah. I know someone named Garen. It's actually. Every okay. time I get into an Uber car when the driver is – I, I can tell when they're Armenian because they look at me. Because you're in Glendale. <laughs> no, but that when they say my a, name, that was but... actually a joke for our, for our engineer Andrew. Yeah. He might appreciate it, but I can't mm. see his face right now. So we'll, we'll find out That's later so if you thought that was funny. That's funny. But whenever I get into a car and I and I I can see them like in the rearview mirror, like look at me, like oh this guy must be Armenian because he thinks I'm Armenian because my name is Garen, hmm. and they just kind of just go. Oh. Because yeah. they're like disappointed. So I had a friend who was pregnant and she was like, we want to, you know, we want to have, we're having a little boy. We want to have a name that would like say that he's like, you know, like friends and he'll like help you move. Like we want it to be like a real buddy name. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, you know, Chip, you know, like, <laughs> like a buddy name. And she's like, I think Garen. I'm like, uh-huh. How does that even come to somebody's mind? I don't know. Oh, listen, I had a friend who actually named their baby after me. First of all, mm-hmm. weird. Um, they named their child Porter because they wanted him to have a name that was synonymous with service. I'm like, you're putting a lot. Oh, you're putting a lot goodness. on this baby. Yeah. I'm very conflicted. Will that family be listening to this podcast right One now? One never knows. Okay. We shall all see. Right. I right. like the name Porter. I do not like that mm. connotation of it. I didn't That's, understand yeah, it myself, but strange. real cute baby. It's almost upsetting. Uh, Gary, Do you need my hand? Uh, no, well, <laughs> I first would like to talk about some history uh, okay. with you. Uh, have you ever had your palm read before or like tarot cards or visited a psychic or, or geez, any like supernatural Ouija boards? How about Ouija boards? You I, know how I like to talk about Ouija right. boards. Right. I <laughs> have been obsessed with paranormal stuff since I was a kid. Oh, really? But Why? Was there, yeah, was there a reason for it? I or? don't know. I, I have a memory of seeing a ghost at the foot of my bed once. <gasps> I don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's a false memory or if it was a dream, but I remember. I assure you it was real. <laughs> I, I was sitting in, or laying in my bed and I woke up and there was this blue kind of you know, shimmery figure at the foot of <gasps> like my bed. Like in Pinocchio. Wow. Basically, it, it, maybe it was a blue fairy. Yeah. And then I became a blue fairy. You became a real boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I remember then my, t- I think I told my dad, take the closet doors off of my closet. Uh-huh. There's a ghost here. I don't want, or something. And yeah. they, I never saw it again once we took those doors off. It was the doors. Never saw it again. <laughs> the doors were haunted? Maybe. It was a louvered ghost? It could have been. Fascinating. How old so were you, strange. would you say? I don't even know. I, man, six or seven, maybe. Like I was like twenty three, and yeah, it was yesterday. Man, uh, it was a quick trip back to Detroit, and then to the house I grew up with that someone else lives in. (laughs) (laughs) It was a very weird. Out of curiosity, was it like an older house or? I don't think like maybe the fifty. You know, I'm just fishing. Like, was there a reason that there would have been a ghost thing? I don't know. I don't know. So, do you in general believe in ghosts? Oh yeah. 
Really? Yeah, I don't know what they are, but I think there's been too much talk about it for it to not be something, whether mm. it's energy or residuals or, mm. you know, whatever, oh, mass okay. hysteria. That's fascinating. But, yeah, Here, I, I, was, I, I was really hoping that Garen would be as skeptical as me, but... No. I, yeah, you're the only one now. I doubted it. I yeah. signed up for Kristen Stewart's uh, <laughs> queer ghost hunting show. Oh. So I just don't think I have the qualifications. Is that for hunting for queer me. ghosts? I don't know. Now I, now I want to know. How, does it, how would you know? How does this ghost identify? There. I don't Is know. Is that ghosts? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, I'm excited. For That's you. neat. The reason I ask, it has nothing to do Hold with the Hold on a second. I'm sorry. Oh, I hate oh. to interrupt you. Right. I like to interrupt you, but I'm going to say I hate to do it because it's polite. Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, like in terms of tarot cards? I or... have had tarot readings. And how did you feel about that? It's interesting. I don't – like I'm borderline like into it. Like I like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of them on TikTok. <laughs> um, my roommate did it a lot, so does it a lot. So it's interesting. I don't I don't close doors on anything. You know, who knows? All I don't right, know. Right. I'm, not, I'm not a religious person, but – I don't know that none of that is right. So you're so you're totally open to the idea of Quitla yeah. telling you things. About, yes, absolutely, absolutely. You're sure because yeah. you are clutching your hands rather tightly at this moment together, hiding um, them completely. You know why? I actually am getting cold. It's the ghosts. So maybe there's someone here it's with the us. Sure. Is there a ghost here? Yeah, his name's Brian. No, we'll talk about that later. It's 100 percent Brian. Oh, okay. Here with <laughs> uh, the reason why I what I was uh, segueing into is that I I ask those questions about we ask those questions about tarot cards or you know supernatural things mm-hmm. it is purely out of my curiosity uh the palm reading style i do is and and as i will explain through the process uh it's really just about what's physically on your palm and what thoughts or memories that conjures up for you uh i'm not calling on any kind of power or supernatural energy or you know there's i gotta there's, go yeah I, I, sometimes powerful, people are disappointed by like oh this really not you know like this wasn't you know an angel visited you and touched your forehead or something like no that's not what maybe this is. though uh, maybe you don't know i, I do i do know oh, okay and the answer is no, my grandmother but... was a saint <laughs> <laughs> though if you were to ask my family they absolutely would be, you know say so like oh he's been touched he no, no, they mean, they mean like touch. Yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. All right. If all right. my dad's side of the family knew I was doing this right now, I would probably be in very big trouble. Really? Heavy, would you be excommunicated religious. from Thanksgiving? I wish. I wish. Oh. So, I mean, that's I another thing is that I – the reason why I specify this isn't really like a spiritual, supernatural thing uh, is for people who are – afraid of that like negatively uh, affecting them religiously mm-hmm. i've had people uh at, at readings where they were worried like I, I don't know what like my church would think about this and i i bring up don't the fact them. that like <laughs> keep it a secret that's like, yeah that's, i mean this i think is that's a, a dark command, secret man. between us now a, a pact if you will no I, I you know i try to emphasize that this is not that Although when we have good readings, it really feels like there's something else going on. And like, that's the whole point of this. I'm excited. It's, you know, we're just reading lines on a person's palm, but no, not we, because I think this is, um, the last a little bit of judgment calls and like interpretations. And (laughs) I feel like you were getting way more confident about that. I don't understand how this works in all, in all actuality because Quitlet and I are friends and I like him. He's a nice guy. This is weird. 
And you know he's in the room. Yeah, no, shh. I can listen. hear you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's, it is truly extraordinary how it works every time. Wow. We'll see. All right. So that's the, it works most of the time. I have had bad readings where <laughs> I'm saying things that the person is like, no, none of this applies to me. That's completely wrong. And, but do you and, think there's an there's something to the fact that they don't want to admit that something uh, might yes. be more? Yes, hundred percent. Think that, yeah, six thousand percent. I think that's what's actually happening. Wait, wait, too many numbers. He doesn't like math. Too many numbers. <laughs> that oh, like should I do shapes? Is shapes yeah. better? Uh, <laughs> this is like yeah. octagon amount of for sure. <laughs> so I think that, and why I think that is when I've had a bad reading and there was like a friend involved who was just observing often that friend is like, no, that's actually true. I know like you did X, Y, Z. And so I'm like, I knew it. These are dark powers, (laughs) but, but uh, yeah, when it's like one-on-one and someone's like, no, these are not true. The things you're saying are whatever. They don't apply to me. Then there's really nothing I can do about that. Like, Oh, sorry. I'm just, I'm just saying what I read. And uh, yeah. So I'm ready to hear what let's you have do. to say. I'm excited about it too. Yeah. I need to take a little break. I mean, let's all take a little break okay. and we'll come back and um, let's see what kind of dark powers you can conjure. <laughs> I just did a bit for an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Hollywood Palms podcast, and I'm so excited that, Garen, you're going to let us check your palm out. And I, by us, I mean Quitla. Quitla, are you ready to see oh, all absolutely. of Garen's deep, dark oh, secrets? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It. Nice. Thank Look at that. For, he has a hand. Yeah, you can I do uh, have a palm. Relax your hand. Let your fingers curl up. Uh, yeah, this is going to take a little while. Yeah, there we go. Get some blood going in there. Oh, Perfect. And we'll just tighten that tourniquet. We're going to take a couple of vials today. <laughs> you know, I'm used to that. So uh, we didn't that. talk about this, but uh, do you have a pen and paper? There's going to be a lot of math involved here. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, should we have? Oh, we didn't vet this properly. <laughs> So the first thing I look at on your palm is uh, the style I do, by the way, uh, I read four major lines on your palm, uh, the lifeline, fate line, headline, and heart line. You don't have to remember that. I'll be going over this in detail. Believe me, but I just want to let you know know, what we're doing. Yes. (laughs) I start with your lifeline, which starts here, and it arcs around your thumb pad, going from the space between your index and thumb finger, and then arcs down towards your wrist. Uh, So it starts up here and goes down towards your wrist. What I immediately look for, are there any breaks in your lifeline? So your lifeline doesn't tell you, tell me how long you'll live. Uh, it, it's not really that specific. It is more about the quality of life, how good you are at making yourself happy or at least chasing things that will make yourself happy. We're done. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and since you have no lifeline, uh, yeah. we have oh, some questions. No. <laughs> I don't see any breaks in your lifeline. Um, so that's fabulous. Uh, breaks are the most obvious sign of uh, the loaded word would be trauma, mm-hmm. um, and but that's loaded because it doesn't really imply positive or negative. So mm-hmm. I always say like winning the lottery or going into a coma would register the same on your palm. It's uh, further context would need to be sorted out, but you don't have anything like that. The reason why a break would be bad in your lifeline is because that's symbolizing you having to literally put aside your own happiness in mm-hmm. order to deal with something. So it's not like it's, you know, death or something like that, but it's something traumatic enough, something heavy enough that you have to set aside your own 
uh, quality of life in order to deal with whatever that thing is. I don't see anything like that here. So that generally implies that whatever gets thrown at you, um, you have enough personal energy, personal stamina to weather that storm, good or bad. You'll, you'll be able to weather that. So that's good. Uh, and that there's nothing immediately apparent that I need to warn you about. Um, that's not very exciting. We're getting rid of the, you know, like the maintenance part of palm reading first. And <laughs> we'll get into other things because there's stuff going on here already. I can oh, see. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, I also look for the curve of your lifeline to see if it flattens out or even um, more interestingly extends way out past the midpoint of your palm. You have a nice curve here, curve here. It does flatten out right around the middle here. Uh, and so what I'm looking at there that is unusual for the rest of your palm is there's a bunch of lines radiating from your thumb and approaching your lifeline here. And there's a mass amount of them right around the, almost the midway point in your lifeline. Many of those little lines that radiate from your thumb are actually crossing past your lifeline. And they're actually starting to touch other lines in your palm. Um, the thumb pad or thumb area on your palm um, generally represents family. Um, more... I, I think a better interpretation to that would be uh, like responsibility or expectations that are put upon you, mm -hmm. uh, generally external expectations that are put upon you. Um, and so there appears to be a lot of something getting thrown your way from from family or from people you care about or something. There are either responsibilities or there's just a lot of um, um, baggage or something being thrown at you. Uh, can I ask how old you are? 42. 42. He's Thank not. You. I've seen his face. <laughs> would it matter 42. if he was 28? It would matter. Oh, okay. Because um, he looks 28. The reason I ask is because it tells me where on the timeline of the poem Ooh. we are. I, I'm, I'm trying to hone in on like present day. So that's why I ask a person's age. I've uh, never thought of that being a part of that. Like you could zone in on eras, I guess. Yeah. I, I, and because everyone's palms are shaped differently and everyone is, you know, generally a different age, uh, that's, it takes some triangulation on my part to try to like, Oh, we are right here. That's a math word. <laughs> but all that like pinching, all that pinching and pulling that he's doing, like uh, he's just zooming uh, in right now. Yeah. Like your yeah, hand is, you uh, yeah. is uh, like a Google be, map. That would make it so much easier <laughs> if, it, if I could just like, yeah, zoom in on the, all right. Uh, so I feel like then we're right about here on your lifeline. Um, so that. Wait a second. On, wait a second. I'm sure. Sorry. Sure. What sure. do you mean we're right about here on his lifetime? Lifeline. lifeline excuse yeah. me. But you can't tell him how long his life will be, but you know where he is on his lifeline. The system I use is an approximation. I don't like to give my secret because that's one of my actual Ooh. things that I've come up with that works more and more the more I use it. I see. But I, I have a system for okay, sorry, yeah, figuring out Genius. where we're at. So I, yeah, I, I, it is, it is a guess. And so sometimes when we learn something, this actually happened uh, on a couple of episodes of ours where I'm like, oh, that was actually in the past. 
then I readjust where we are mm-hmm. present so you day. Zoom in a little closer. I, well, I, sure. I move the <laughs> you know move the line around a little bit, and so then I can be more confident about saying like, oh, this is in your future. Mm-hmm. This is a year in the future. Once I figure out where we are. All right. Sorry, Garen. We can probably talk about this later. No, no. I think this is all educational. So, yeah, I was saying I think we were about right here, which means that a cluster of lines radiating from your thumb uh, uh, started maybe three years ago. Uh, So there was something specific. I think something specific that started throwing stuff at you, whether it's family in general or if it's a specific person, or if you took on some kind of responsibility, uh, you decided to shoulder a burden. Um, I'm not sure yet what the impetus of this was, but hmm. there is a pretty hard start to all of this being thrown at you. Uh, and I'm going to say it's about three years, and it continues on for a good deal after that. Uh, so at least another 10 years from now. Whatever that responsibility is that you've shouldered or whatever it is that's being thrown at you, um, it's going to continue on for a little while. The reason this is being brought up is because many of these lines are crossing your lifeline. Mm -hmm. If they were not crossing your lifeline, they would be um, things being thrown at you, but not necessarily things that you were expending a good deal of energy to deal with. So it would be more triggering events, stressors or or whatnot would be that kind of a thing. Crossing the lifeline would mean that you are having to pay attention to all of these things being thrown at you, these moments, responsibilities, these burdens. You have to pay attention to them and expend energy to deal with them every time one gets thrown at you. Uh, These like shooting stars that approach your, uh, you know, your, your person. Um, What is it? So was there something then that you had done or that had happened to you in about three years ago? Did uh, While you're thinking about it, some examples of how this would show up is if you suddenly had to take care of somebody mm-hmm. uh, or if there was um, a decision. It could be at this point because we're dealing with quality of life. So you could have moved. You could have changed occupations. You could have tried to uh, go in a a direction that you didn't think you would be going in. Um, Unfortunately, we're really vague right now. Uh, If nothing comes to you. I I mean, it's – I don't know what it would – I don't have any situations like that, like I'm taking care of somebody per se. I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it has to do with some of the people that are coming in my orbit through my streaming or something. That's possible. So we can come back to that because those lines continue on and they actually cross over other lines in your palm. So I think we may get more context to what's going on there. Overall, even not looking further ahead, overall, um, your lifeline sort of plateaus right where all of those lines cross over. It's just not as curvy as the rest of your lifeline, both before and after. Um, so that's just telling me whatever these things are. Um, like I said, you're starting to expend more and more energy having to deal with them. Um, sometimes people build buffers or like... Um, uh, ways to handle those kinds of things being thrown at you. And it looks like you don't have anything in place that is like that. So my guess is that this is something you are willingly taking on. 
these, this, <laughs> this is, be... this is expectations you're putting on yourself. I said originally that these were external, but you're, there are external expectations being put upon you and you are accepting them and mm-hmm. making them now part of your own expectations on yourself. Uh, yeah, there are responsibilities that you're taking on. I think you are doing this willingly. I don't know that this is sacrificial in some way that you are like, it is a noble sacrifice on your part. I think you are simply trying to do more mm-hmm. or there are more people that you are responsible for or something. There are people who are looking to you and you are willingly accepting that burden onto you. Uh, I think we'll find out more about that. So uh, way at the start of your lifeline, there's a line that comes from essentially off your palm and it cuts across your lifeline. It cuts across your headline. It cuts across your heart line. It is a, a weird arrow that shoots across your palm and ends up over here. Um, let's see. You say you were 42. <laughs> Carry the one. Yeah. Uh, we need a calculator here. Uh, so that would have been around 18 or 19. There was somebody who, hmm, this is a difficult interpretation because that's not really a line I see often. I want to say that there was a person who existed before you. So this would be somebody who would be either a contemporary of yours age-wise or perhaps a little older. There's somebody who uh, crossed paths with you. And I want to say that this is this person is going to be at odds with you. The reason why I say that is this line crosses perpendicularly to mm-hmm. a bunch of other lines in your palm. Whenever two lines cross in that perpendicular sort of shape, uh, that implies some kind of conflict. Um, I, it's not necessarily animosity, but there is some kind of butting of heads uh, that happens there. So that person uh, around 18 or 19 crossed your path uh, and was at odds with the how you lived your life or what you were planning to do with your life or something um, crossed your headline and your heart line. The reason it crosses your heart line is I'm sorry. The when it crosses your heart line is the reason why I think this is a person. Your heart line is about emotional connections to things, usually mm-hmm. people. Um, and so this person hmm, came in and out of your life like a, like a storm. There was something about this person. And again, I still feel like 18 or 19 years old. Uh, and it was at odds with how you lived, what you were thinking, uh, and what you were feeling. So I don't know if there's a contentious relationship that you had with somebody, uh, or, or something about it. It was. So who were you at 18 and 19 mm. years old? I was just out of high school and I was just about to move here. Was somebody not liking that decision on your part or was actively trying to stop you from doing that? Not to my face. Okay. Um, okay. I know there are people who didn't want me to go for whatever reason. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I was 19 when I packed up and came out here with my cousin and then we had a little bit of a falling out eventually. And then now we're fine though, I assume. <laughs> but we'll find out. Did your cousin influence your decision? Whose idea was it to move out here? Oh, it was did mine. You, it was yours. Okay. I, okay. 
I mean, he drove because I don't drive. That's but, it. That's what I'm trying to get. Now. Yeah, <laughs> but it was my um, credit. It was my okay. everything that got us out here. Yeah, like I had to somehow got myself into an American Express gold card. Oh wow! And that funded our entire trip here. And of course, that went sure destroyed sure. my credit, but. But your parents were cruel to me out here. Like your grandma was fine with it. Your friends at, from high school and college were like, yep, do it. I, I think nobody was giving you a hard time. about No, that, not That's to, to my remarkable. knowledge. Like maybe behind the scenes, they were talking about it. Also, <laughs> wow, I was yeah. not out at this point either. Like nobody knew mm. that came after I got here mm. that people started figuring shit out, I guess. Mm. But yeah, I don't know who that would be. Yeah, no, me, me neither. That's an unusual line because it's so directed towards your heart line, towards um, some kind of an emotional connection. Uh, and all of this would imply that there was some, there was some emotional conflict with h- how you thought and how you wanted to live your life and how you related to people. Uh, I'm assuming again that this is a person, but I suppose this could be some kind of an ideology or something that you were, um, uh, I, I'm going to say running away from, but I think that's too strong and too mm-hmm. loaded of a, that's not really what I mean, but you were trying to get away from something perhaps that was at odds with you. Um, I mean, my dad's family is extremely religious oh, and okay. I did not want anything to do with that. Like, okay. I mean, that could be part of it. But could that be part of why you weren't out at that point too? Oh, for sure. For so, sure. Like, So there was somebody who was at odds with the way you wanted to live your life, mm-hmm. the thing that he just said. And it's but they didn't. The but family, they didn't know that the they – But you did. didn't know that. I mean, you I knew, knew that. You knew yeah. who you were and you knew potentially what their reaction would be if they knew your truth. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And you decided to move like 2,000 miles away from all of them. Mm-hmm. But it couldn't possibly be because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> of the way you were living your life. The, the funny thing is, is that like my dad is really – he was really – I mean I guess he is still a religious guy. Mm. And the whole gay thing – like there was a time where my – my she's my adopted cousin um, made a joke to, like with me and my stepmama going to like the rainbow room or something, which I had never even heard of at that point, I don't think. And then like a day or so later, my dad, I was riding in the car with my dad and he's like, did, uh, did Lisa tell you about go make, going to some rainbow room or something? I'm like, I, I guess. Yeah. If she ever even jokes or, or even suggests something like that, I'm going to rip her fucking head off. Wow. Quote. Wow. Quote. Wow. So then it was like, oh, oh, so maybe it, that time frame. I don't know if it was that close to that but I, I mean in my own defense the time frame part is still an estimate <laughs> but no there's definitely so like if i'm off by a year or so like that you know you I, might, I it might like be that's that still a win but, but there yeah. I, there is a lot of daddy issues i guess oh my gosh that i are probably because pre- they got divorced at a young age and everything mm-hmm. took precedent over my brother and i for my dad oh wow so I guess like there's plenty of abandonment. I issues. mean, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like it. It must be that the way the line is so straight. It's uh, this. This thing is so sure in your life um, that like there's no, there's no doubt about meaning. There's no ambivalence here. Uh, according to your palm, you were 
Pliny, you, you were sure of what the the butting of heads was about, mm-hmm. uh, even if it didn't actually manifest as like physical conflict and whatnot. According to your poem, you were well aware of it. It is interesting, an interesting line to me in that it doesn't affect your fate line at all. This is purely about how you live your life, what you think, and how you emotionally relate to things. It does not cross your fate line at all. In fact, it kind of goes out of its way to stay up here at the top of your palm rather than getting oh, the, this has the to weeds. Be related so, to my dad because yeah, that's he really called me a communist last time I was there. So, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So again, the thumb pad represents family or whatever family means to you. And uh, it only crosses the other lines at like a perpendicular sort of shape. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think that's probably what it is. Right. Okay. Should we explore the communism line or uh, yeah. come back that's, to that one? No, we'll come back. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So that sort of explains that. Um we have the radiating lines from your thumb. I feel like that's you taking on burdens. Um, I, I guess the good news there is, uh, and I said this sort of at the top of the reading, that there's nothing that gets thrown at you that you cannot handle. You can roll with all of the punches, no problem. You'll have personal energy to spare mm-hmm. in dealing with these things. Uh, and again, that's why I think that you're willingly taking these things on. Um, the only, then the only advice as your official palm reader, the advice is pay, pay attention to how much you are taking on. Uh, if it doesn't look like yet, but if it's at the expense of your own quality of life, if, mm-hmm. if any one of these things that you decide to shoulder starts to make you truly unhappy or not enjoy things that you would normally enjoy, uh, that's the big red flag that I would say keep, keep an eye out for that. You, these things will keep coming at you for at least another 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. So Whatever that means for you, just be sure that you're not expending too much energy to work with those uh, burdens that you're taking on. There's a couple of other strong lines here that I feel like I want to get back into in a little bit. But let's remember, write down in your notes the number two. <laughs> there's there's two what, things. Is this math? No, oh, we're okay. not going to be adding it to anything, but there's, there's two things and I'm just going to try to keep an eye out for two people or two events that sort of happen or are set up to happen back to back. I'm writing this down. No, all right. I'm writing the number two. Look, no, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to move on to your fate line. Your fate line starts down at the bottom of your palm at your wrist, and it should ideally go up uh, the middle of your palm, right up to between your ring and uh, um, middle finger. Mm -hmm. Uh, So ideally, it would be straight up the center of your palm. Your fate line starts sort of uh, canted off to one side on the other side of your palm. So it seems like it starts over here and then it cuts up this way at an angle uh, heading towards your headline. And then interestingly, there's like an offshoot here that then continues on even further. Um, So your fate line sort of forks right at the center of your palm and then another fate line continues on after that. Again, I wouldn't consider that a break, but there's some kind of... um, hmm. Forking fate line sounds like an amazing epithet. That's all. Carry okay. on. All right. <laughs> or maybe a band name. Forking fate line. 
you'll want to see that on a marquee. I do. <laughs> Probably a Bonnaroo if I had to make a guess. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The the fork in your fate line. Uh, see, that's an album name. See, the, the fact that it happens right at the center of your palm, the center of your palm being the thing like your palm wants to be on your radar the most, uh, that there's some kind of a transition going on in your life as far as um, your fate. To back up a little bit, when I say fate line, I don't mean like predestiny or anything like that. It, it is more about you creating your own fate, you deciding a path for yourself. And then my palm reading is about how, how clear that path is and how good you are about following it. Are mm -hmm. you, are you on your own path that you've laid out for yourself? Are you deviating from it? Have you lost your way? Are you being plagued by a bunch of different uh, ambitions? And so you have a bunch of different fate lines and, and, Thus, your energy is being scattered uh, mm -hmm. instead of focused. So your fate line starting sort of off center and then off here, uh, opposite of your thumb pad. Um, so if the thumb pad represents responsibility or family or expectations. The other side of it was the forbidden zone. <gasps> I remember the yeah, forbidden zone. All right, the forbidden zone. This is where... It's not where uh, General Zod ended up. We talked about this. That's the Phantom I Zone. See, I need. Well, I want to make sure everybody knows. I can't call it the Phantom Zone because we'll be sued. <laughs> uh, very litigious. So, <laughs> right. So, if this is responsibilities and expectations, this is sort of irresponsibility. That is to say, any desires of yours, uh, any motivations of yours that you think other people will, will not think are responsible will originate from this side of your palm. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite example, as always, is if you secretly wanted to become a clown. Uh, right. So you, everyone no around secret. you would have that reaction. And mm -hmm. so that motivation would come from over here because you're like, everyone would have that exact same reaction to you actually wanting to be a clown. Um, so it's not I don't know like, why you won't talk about the phantom zone, but you'll just disparage clowns right and left. Oh, they're not. I, I am not. What? I'm not speaking lowly of clowns. <laughs> I am speaking to how everyone else thinks of clowns. I am a friend of clowns. All right, then. You're a clown <laughs> I, ally. I'm a clown <laughs> ally. Got it. Will. No, that's also not true. I'm lying there. Uh, no, nobody likes clowns. Uh, so it's not to say that any motivations from that side of your palm would be like murderous or something like that. They're not truly evil motivations. They're just unless you want to be a murder clown, that would show up differently. Oh, honestly, that I would wrote be, about a murder. That clown. would be really. I did. It's showing up on your palm. Oh man, I guess I better finish it. I don't know, Quila. Should he finish I, it? I, yeah, you absolutely should finish it, uh, so that we have this on record for the FBI <laughs> when they come knocking for it. Hashtag uh, murder clown. No, I was just trying to think, like, if you were like a murderous clown, I feel like that would show up more in your heart line than anything. You're asking um, me? No, I, I'm, I'm just telling you. That's what I, I think it would show up because, uh, I mean, you'd have to be like a type A personality murderous clown to like really plan out meticulously, then it would show up on your fate line. Cause it's like a path you've laid out for yourself. I'm just trying to. You've given my... murder clowns a lot more thought than I expected. I just thought about it just now, but now I feel it like. does not uh... change what I said though. That's the thing. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, uh, funny enough in this, it was a short that I wrote um, 
the clown is the kid's father. <gasps> That's the twist? That's the twist. Murder the- clowns can also be good dads. That's the good. twist. What's the name of the story? It was called The Visitor originally, and then I rewrote it for my book, and it was called Clown. <laughs> With a straight up clown. No, just, so what you're saying is that you're a great writer, but titles, not really your thing. Completely the opposite, actually. <laughs> I am sought out for my ability to name, to give titles. Maybe not to my own stuff, but to other people's stuff. I'm, I'm kind it's of good to know. know. It's I, good think, to know. I think. Did Murder Clown hurt the kid? Okay, good. Spoilers, no. sorry. No. Everyone reading Karen's book. But maybe the screenplay will be different. Yeah. Murder you Clowns. Know. You never know. So your fate line starts over in the forbidden zone uh, and it's very straight when it's on your palm. It's just off center um, from where I would expect it to be. And it's pointing across your palm as opposed to up. It's actually pointing at your headline and it also, wow. All right. So if you, I need you to see this, Uh, your fate line, if we continue it up, it, it, it actually intersects with that other, what I was calling the conflict line, the, the reason that you were had moved. And so it connects to that. So this original fate line of yours is pointing right at that line. It in fact intersects with it where it meets your headline. Uh, so that would then tell me you had set up a path for yourself because of that line. And it points at your headline. This was a decision on your part. There was information being presented to you uh, that all of this sort of gelled for you. And you created a path and you went for it hardcore. Like Mm -hmm. you threw everything at this path and, um, and made it work for you despite it coming from, despite it being a huge gamble for you and you thinking Perhaps other people either won't understand why you're doing it or or you were not forthcoming to other people about why you were doing it. You simply shot out of there like a rocket, mm-hmm. according to uh, your palm. Um, that you were following that path for a good deal of time, but it looks like right now, present day, a new fate line is being formed and branching off of that one. This other second fate line that continues crosses your headline and your heart line. Uh, when a fate line crosses those two lines, that generally implies that the path that you are choosing will satisfy your head and your heart. So your intellect and your creativity and your passion are all on board with this path that you are starting to, to form here. Uh, so I think whatever transition you are in, I'm going to say that has got to relate to the thing that I said started three years ago. You have apparently laid the groundwork recently, recently in years anyway, uh, and that you are in the process of moving all your stuff over to this other fate line. Uh, this wow. other fate line is way better for you, much less of a gamble. It it probably feels right uh, and all of the en- energy you are expending on this new fate line, uh, at least as far as your official palm reader, uh, I would say that like you're, you're doing it right. You are moving over to a much better path than the one you were following. Um, I mean, he's your official palm reader. He is not, neither licensed nor bonded. Not in this country, no. Right. 
<laughs> but um, does this ring some bells for you? Because you are nodding fairly vigorously. I, I'm trying to. Which is great for radio. I know. It, it very much is. Um, I, I mean, there's but, – but I, I don't even know. Like my streaming, I started within this time frame. Mm-hmm. So it could be that. I interviewed for a job with a YouTube channel recently, mm-hmm. uh, like within the last couple of weeks, which would be interesting, something totally new. So sure. maybe it's that. I don't know if it would be a singular thing. Um, because it's palm reading, it's all really nebulous. I, I mean, if you felt strongly like it's this one thing, mm-hmm. it, I would, you know, side with you. You, you know better than me. What would make it more, uh, concrete for all of us, uh, is this would be a thing that, I, like I said, satisfies your intellect and your creativity and your passion. It, th- this is the whole deal. If any one of those endeavors, if you're like, yeah, this, this is my jam or whatever. This is what I'm about. That would be the thing. And that's how you would know. So um, do you feel like that's what he ought to pursue? Yes. According do to his it. palm, this is a much better. If whatever you, honey, if you want to be a murder clown, control. we are here it to support you. Definitely not being a murder yeah, clown. Yeah, I'm definitely not a murder clown. No, I don't no, know. I hate clowns. The, the order of palm readers will not endorse this. Uh, <laughs> not in this country. I'm not a fan of clowns. I'm not a fan of dolls. So yeah, I don't think so, it'll be except right. for Chucky. So I don't think it'll be. Who is in fact there, a right. murder clown doll. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Boom. <laughs> Nailed it. Podcast over. There you go. I mean, my, I both my roommates mic, are gone. So wait, what? Both my roommates are, are Go- almost gone? officially moved out. Like they've left. No, but let's so go back to the part where you that. said my roommates are gone. Yeah, they, they they're gone. Abandoned me. They're gone. <laughs> they're gone, as far as you know. Gone. Yeah. One's right. in Colombia right now. Hmm. I mean, that sounds like a story that could be a cover for something. Uh, what? <laughs> you you would just like no comment and like he's the know, one that does the tarot legally. readings and all that stuff and crazy into crystals and oh. everything. so he's off on some ayahuasca retreat or something i'm sure nice uh <laughs> so ultimately why i think this new path that you're laying out for yourself again the transition just happened so the path is probably still you're still in the process of laying the groundwork for it um, i mean that makes but, sense because i have no idea what i'm Sure, sure. Right now. So then the thing to look out for is to pay attention to whether or not something satisfies you completely. Like if you suddenly feel like this, this is where I want to put my energy, you are correct and do indeed follow that thing. Uh, the, the reason why I'm saying I, I really support this new path that you are laying. So we said your first fate line was kind of uh, on a slant and it was going across your palm diagonally instead of straight up. You can see the new branch is far more vertical and it's where it's supposed to be on your palm. It's, it is almost textbook after that. Uh, but it is also much more faint than your established fate line. So faint being newer. And so that's why I'm coming up with uh, the interpretation that you are still laying the groundwork for this. I have been uh, joking about starting an OnlyFans. Why is it a joke? A, I don't know. Get I, yours. I don't have the confidence. Get it. Have you seen yourself? It would be successful. Let me tell you. Oh. <laughs> just put just put 28 in the bio because nobody's going to buy a horny deal. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, unless you're chasing a demographic, I guess. I guess. How would I know? <laughs> I'm whatever age you want me to be. <laughs> there, See, there it is. It. Now I'm on board. Did How his do palm I change when he said it? Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> a little glowed. bit. Yeah. <laughs> so then. You really uh, are a real boy. <laughs> so those are your two fate lines. 
pay attention to something that satisfies you completely, uh, creatively, intellectually. Uh, and if you see that, uh, yeah, put all your chips into that thing. That's definitely the thing for you. Tortilla wow. chips, pita chips, poker chips. So there's blue one chips, other thing here. Bitcoin. <laughs> Uh, your fate line there. There's this other line off to the other side of your palm that cuts up here and it crosses your headline and your heart line. It is interestingly even more deeply cut than what I want to call the second fate line, which is the one I want you to follow. Uh, and this occurs in your past. So this is a, a fate, a path that you are also following. Uh, and that one seems to not be very productive for you. Mm -hmm. uh, you have, according to your fate line here, you've split your energy, your focus between two fate lines. And again, this isn't the new one that I'm talking about. These right. are two established fate lines that you had started a while back. Um, you've split your focus between these two and this other one. Um, it's... It seems to be about uh, an immediate satisfaction for your head, an immediate satisfaction for some kind of emotional connection. Uh, it's I, I keep saying that it's not productive for you because it's not at all where it's supposed to be. So there's some, I'm going to use the word like dark motivation or dark path that you are giving energy to, I don't know if, for example, and this isn't a judgment at all. I'm just trying to give you where, how this would show up is if there was maybe an addiction problem or, or some kind of an other coping mechanism of some kind mm -hmm. that, that takes a significant amount of energy on your part to either participate in or not participate in which means you still have to like f stop yourself from doing something as opposed to giving into it. Uh, I don't know what it is. We don't need to know what it is. Certainly it would be helpful if anything comes to mind that you are giving energy or giving in or having to stop yourself from doing something that is decidedly not productive for you. Hmm. Is there anything like that? Could that be related to a person? It definitely, definitely could be related to a person. If you're getting sucked into somebody's sort of narcissism black hole or something like that, it could be or a person. Or actively avoiding somebody's drama. Well, right. That, I mean, yeah. that would be the same thing, that you're dedicating energy to not doing something or not participating in something. It looks like he wants to name a name. Do you see it? Uh, Give us I, the well, there's somebody that I <laughs> had been very much... Uh, basically in love with okay Ena this is, enamored this of. is from your past yeah. too by the way it so. would have been recent like it well it was one of my roommates who just actually left uh, okay last year um did a whole bunch of stuff for them mm -hmm. spent tons of money on them mm -hmm. trying to you know whatever yeah and then found out a bunch of dark shit like they were talking shit about me behind my back and oh, all sorts of other stuff come and, on. Um, so could it be that yeah are you now actively Still thinking about that person? Yes. Okay. Are okay. you Facebook stalking? Don't say. Just, just, <laughs> just not. Just right. Just not. It's a podcast. No, I mean, we're friends on Instagram, so I yeah, say all that. Uh, but... uh, okay. So, I mean, if in my sort of vague terms, you're spending energy 
Because I find person. myself saying, why do you keep thinking about this? There's nothing. Let okay. it go. Forget about I, it. It's got to go. I feel like that's so, the thing. I mean, right? it's pretty close. That. I mean, it's yeah. connected to your only your headline and your heartline this time versus that other line at the very top, which was connected to family and ideology and that sort of thing. This is distinctly th- different than that, although it crosses similar lines. It's it's not that other thing. This is clearly somebody with an emotional connection to you. Mm-hmm. And then it crosses your headline, which is why I brought up, are you thinking about them a lot? Uh, uh, you know, and so you're spending energy on that. Interesting. Uh, and it seems, according to your poem, you're spending a lot of energy uh, on whatever the fallout of it or trying to rethink it or trying to assess what happened and why there's some kind of overthinking going oh, yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Okay, so as as your official poem reader, uh, what my advice is? Yes, not like yes, not yes, bonded yes, in this country. <laughs> I just like the disclaimer Should has we to just come have out. Have the boilerplate like we audio need, spot yeah, drop please. in. It's not a officially. No, okay, uh, so the poem reading advice here would be okay. So you're aware of it. So now uh, your poem wants you to take steps to resolve it. Is mm-hmm. probably the surefire way to. I don't want to say fix, but but to take care of your splitting your own focus and energy. Can we say process or deal with? I mean, the, those would all be the same thing <laughs> as resolving. Yes, yes. Well, so. you didn't want to say fix. I was trying to help you. Oh well, sure. Uh, because I it's I don't want to imply that it's a problem. The mm-hmm. only problem here is that you're not focusing a hundred percent on you, mm-hmm. which is why I suspect that other second fate line is more faint than this other one that's already split off earlier. You can't uh, move all your stuff over to the new fate line because you are already split between two things that are occupying your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, this other one is one that clearly is not productive for you. Right. So uh, do, do you think there's a way to resolve that? Um, I, I don't know. It's, and, okay, um, I, okay. it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's not, I, I just have to get over it, like heal from it. Or well, whatever, I, I, I mean, all right. So then my question, like not being involved at all. My question is, is there something there that would make you happy? Like, is there something that you would want to hear or something you would want to see uh, that would be like, okay, now, now I, I'm, I'm over that and I don't need to focus on it anymore. I'm, this is really more out of curiosity I, than, you know, I guess I, I think it kind of goes back to this whole abandonment thing that, because Um, since they've left, it's been zero, whatever. Like, and then like I was in the hospital, didn't hear a word. I was, didn't hear a name on birthday. Oh. You know, that kind of shit. And then I flaked on him. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. You really messed up. (laughs) (laughs) And that's right here on your palm, by the way, now. (laughs) Yeah. So I I guess I would just want to know what either did, was it me? Was it, what what right. what happened? Yeah. Maybe you're giving yourself too much credit. Maybe I am. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe it's not you at all. Maybe you're great mm-hmm. and you're fine and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And maybe you need to focus more on what you need to be doing for you. Right? Well, yeah, that's, I, that that, I mean, that's absolutely And maybe it. the other yeah. people are just, are the bad people. It's possible. It's, it is 100% possible. Mm-hmm. Let's go with it. My theory is I mean, stands. behavior notwithstanding, you're probably mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's no, 
there's nothing on your palm that would say like there are no instructions to like oh all you have to do you know is like uh, you know sucker punch the person and then you'll be you know you'll be great what no there, there's nothing like that so I mean, the advice, the whole reason for a palm reading is not now you're aware, according to your palm, you are splitting your energy and focus between these two things, which is not letting you charge forward uh, on the second fate line. Hmm. Um, if there's anything you can do to help yourself resolve or forget or let go or something that would behoove you uh even if that means having to focus entirely on that issue mm -hmm. if the goal is to resolve it then that's still uh energy well spent that's still an investment in you that you should absolutely take because darn it you're worth it you are absolutely worth it thank <laughs> you um okay so we're going to move over to your headline uh, your headline starts similar to where your lifeline is, and it's the bottom of the two major horizontal lines in your palm. Mm -hmm. um, generally, I look for straightness and length in your headline. Uh, this is, seems to be coming up a lot. Your headline is very long. It almost goes off your palm, and it's relatively straight. So that would indicate. Why are you looking at me like because that? Because this has come up before and everyone gets so mad when I'm like, you're really pigheaded about things sometimes. And uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, look, look at everyone's reactions right now. I think right you now. just like look, to say it to people. I, I say what's on the palm. It's mm -hmm. not me. It's his mm -hmm. palm calling him pigheaded. It's not me. <laughs> I'm um, just his official palm. I'm just, I'm just the. <laughs> I'm just the messenger here. I don't know. So, uh, your headline is very straight and very long. Uh, intellect to spare. Uh, I, it would seem like you are somebody who can see patterns or get information faster than other people. Um, I'm not sure how that would manifest itself in you. So I'm trying to, you know, speak more in uh, like analogies and whatnot, but you are somebody who can see both the forest and the trees. Uh, or arrive at those kinds of uh, conclusions faster than those around you. Um, uh, usually the flip side of that coin is that you're also probably pretty stubborn. Once you lock your mind onto something, it's not probably. to say that you're not flexible about it, uh, mm -hmm. about changing your mind. But once you've come to a conclusion, like you're there... Uh, and this typically also reflects in that you're frustrated with other people who don't get, who don't arrive at that conclusion as fast as you do. Uh, so this is the part I do enjoy to say is that in fact, it is you. It's not other people around you. You are being stubborn and pigheaded about things. You have to give the rest of us, uh, dumb people. You have to give us more time to catch up to you. Uh, and so, <laughs> so you are superior as it turns out, intellectually wow. superior to everyone around you. That's the most shocking thing I've <laughs> ever heard. So I'm it's, sorry. It says it on your palm. It, right. And to be clear, we're not talking about math or like, you know, reading skills specifically or anything. It is more of a general mm -hmm. ability to take in information faster than other people and, and know what that information means or implies. Uh, and so, yeah, please, please be patient with the rest of us. We are not as fast as you are. Um, at the, near the end for you, near the end of your headline, I look for a little, uh, fork pattern, like a snake tongue, a little V shape where the line splits apart. It should only be short. 
it should only be a little tiny little v shape what that symbol represents is in decision making you weigh equally between your guts and what your head tells you mm-hmm. your your gut check and your your facts your brain uh it's just supposed to say that you are checking with both sides of you on important decisions uh as you can see you have that symbol but one side of that fork is insanely long so much so it's like cartoonishly <laughs> exaggerated on your palm where it should be symmetrical like those should be the same and the other one just shoots off your palm uh and you know when that happens is that other fate line that I'm saying is unproductive and you're wasting time on <laughs> that other fate line is right where it happens. So that's where I came up with the conclusion that you are perhaps overthinking that other mm. person. Uh, you are, it, you're thinking about them apparently so much. It has affected other aspects of your life. It, somehow it's, it's colored your decision-making. It's weighed on you somehow that you are not checking in with how you feel anymore on many things. Uh, I say that confidently, but this is according to your poem. This is you telling me this, wow. by the way. Mm-hmm. You apparently are not checking in with – you're not doing gut checks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is fascinated by this but also does not want to hear this. I'm, I'm sorry. It's kind of interesting. Uh, so you are overly relying on, according to your poem, you're overly relying on facts and numbers and information and, you know, what does the data tell you? Uh, and apparently comically exaggeratedly, you are not checking with how these decisions or information makes you feel. You are not. <laughs> does, I wish everybody could see the face Garen's making does, right now. Does, does this decision make you happy? Does it make you upset? Is this not something that you want to do, but you're doing it anyway? You're doing it anyway because remember back uh, on your lifeline, you're shouldering burdens that mm-hmm. that have apparently not really much to do with you. They're external burdens that you are willingly shouldering. So we're seeing something here that is sort of amplifying that initial uh, interpretation. I I feel like I do a lot of stuff because I I try to take care of a lot of people or I try to help a lot of people or I try to be there for whoever I can be there for or whatever. But at the same time, I don't necessarily do that for me yeah we know i, I don't it's right have there anybody to do it for me so <laughs> no i i i mean we're joking i i understand That's this is wild. perhaps a revelation for you i mean it really is one. yeah it's it's on your palm three times now that you are not taking your own emotions your own feelings your own quality of life into stock Mm-hmm. I said initially, like, be wary that that's going to be uh, like that will be a habit for somebody who shoulders burdens wow. is to slowly chip away at their own well-being at the expense of because other people are dependent on you. Right. Right. So, that I mean, that's sort of the slippery slope. Uh, you have apparently slipped into that slope. Oh, sure. uh, this is not a point of no return. This mm-hmm. is not like, oh, well, now you're in the abyss, so I would give up <laughs> if I were you. No, I, I'm, I'm not even near that kind of interpretation. Uh, however, this explains to me why that other person continually weighs on you, uh, why your thoughts or energy goes to that person, and why you are taking on more and more burdens, um, even though they're not immediately beneficial to you is this like because he can't 
fix it. So he's got a fixate on it. I mean, that sounds like that's what it is, right? Garen, stop it. Do you, do you know how many times I've told, I told myself that this morning? <laughs> and then you were like, let me go meet these two strangers. They're sure to be nice. <laughs> Surely this will be are. fun. And uh, yeah. Um, so the way out of this, and like I said, you're not in the abyss. This isn't hopeless or whatever. Uh, and the reason why, I mean, palm reading why, wise, why I say that is because the rest of your lines aren't thrown into chaos. Mm-hmm. Like you aren't sacrificing all of your energy and neglecting yourself completely. The rest of your lines are there and they're, they're deeply cut and mostly where they're supposed to be. And, you know, I see things going off into the future and whatnot. So palm reading wise, you're not at a dead end here. Uh, you simply need to get back into the habit of checking in with how you feel about things. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the easiest way to do it would be for little decisions. Uh, when you have coffee or tea, mm-hmm. really ask yourself, how do you feel about it? Will tea make me happy? Do I want, you know, it's, it's really, uh, it's an old, uh, like be present kind of a thing. Mm. It's not really a palm reading trick or whatever. Like it's just, <laughs> tea always makes me happy. Uh, so you're, it doesn't have to be. Oh, well, see, always. but when you're drinking it, you want to be like, does this make me happy? Yes, it does. <laughs> Yeah, and then you drink your tea, and then you're That's present. That's not weird. Them, uh... That's completely normal. <laughs> I've seen you drink tea. I don't think you know how you drink it. There's <laughs> a lot of mumbling There's, and yummy oh, noises. My, there's so much, so much slurping. <laughs> Wait, yeah, like we get it. Yeah. it. It makes you happy. Yeah. I, Every the point is, time. you can internalize all that. I guess is what I'm oh. saying. <laughs> we all don't really need to know. I didn't. Uh, yeah. I, okay, got it, got it. Yeah, I'm making notes about that too. <laughs> you're not writing anything down. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I wrote down the number two like you told me to okay yeah we still have to find something for that okay so anyway uh so that's the thing i mean it seems like that rung true for you uh i bet if we ask people around you uh who care about you (laughs) that would probably be a pattern with your i would be shocked if you said okay if if they did not say the same thing and they would also say thumbs up to that only fans concept yes they would (laughs) see People have thumbs up it. Now, see, that's something you save for the channel. (laughs) (laughs) So the final line that we're going to take a look at is your heart line, which starts underneath your pinky and goes across your palm horizontally, sort of on your palm towards your index finger. Um, At this point, I always like to mention, uh, if you have noticed the pattern that your lifeline starts here and goes this way, your fate line starts in the opposite and goes in the opposite direction. Your headline starts here going this way. Your heart line starts on the opposite side, heading in the opposite direction. It's because these two pairs of lines are like eternal opposition. Like that's the human condition. Mm-hmm. Your quality of life is at odds with how you choose to live your life, the path you'll follow in life. And so same thing with your head and your heart, your, your intellect wants one thing, your passion wants something else. And so that's just how they're organizing your palm is just like a, you know, congrats, you're a human being. Everything will be at odds with everything else. Uh, I always appreciate that sort of, poetic nature did of the palm com- reading did you need confirmation about being a human being because we've got it uh, yeah so i am human yeah yeah oh, you're a God. real boy just like we said that's what that whole blue fairy thing was about remember I'm wondering for 42 <laughs> years I didn't, I didn't forget about it <laughs> so your heart line uh is about emotional connections to things uh 
to everything. So mm-hmm. people, objects, if you are particularly religious, uh, it would show up as an emotional connection. If you really love a house plant or a coat, that will show up as an emotional. It's, it's your connection to everything and everyone around you. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like, uh, relationships. It is literally your connection to everything around you. What I look for in the heart line is an upward curve, uh, like a little smile. Uh, and you have it here, which means you are a functional human being who can make strong emotional connections to things. You breathe a sigh of relief, but it would be bad if your heart line was straight mm-hmm. or even worse if it curved downward towards your wrist, uh, which I have seen. Uh, but you don't have that. You're great. Uh, you're, you're able to make emotional connections and give and receive emotional connections from things, which is great. Um, we see here the person, uh, that we are trying to avoid, but keep coming, keep coming back to in your palm reading. Uh, you see that they connect with your heart line here. And then right after that is like a little chaos of lines, mm-hmm. uh, almost, almost flame like above it here. Uh, and so that's, that's what that is. It ends in your heart line. And so that's why we sort of started to, uh, interpret like, oh, that's, that's a person. And yeah, so there's their connection there. Um, I see another line here that's connected to your headline and it crosses your heart line and it goes off here. So there's some kind of, okay. So it hasn't come to a head yet, but there's some kind of unrequited emotional connection to Something mm, that's a tough one to read because it originates from your headline. So I wonder if this has something to do with the second fate line. There, there's some decision that uh, is on your mind. I'm saying it's a decision because it starts right with that little uh, snake tongue symbol that mm-hmm. I talked about. It originates from that. And that symbol is about how you decide things that you weigh equally between uh, your gut in your head. Uh, so there's some decision that's connected to something strongly emotional. Uh, so there's a decision that you're making that you're weighing on, but it has something to do with an emotional connection to something or someone. It has nothing to do with your fate line. So it's not about work or it's not about a path or anything like that. It's not connected to your lifeline. So it has nothing to do with the quality of your life. This decision isn't about making you happy or, or, or anything functional or productive. This is purely a decision you're weighing on that has something to do with an emotional connection. Uh, that's such a hard line to interpret. Yeah. Um, you've lost me completely. Yeah. Hmm. So what would this, I, I mean, I, I had, I'm trying to think of a, an example of what this would show up as if you had to decide to cut somebody from your life. Um, it would be, you would have to end an emotional connection to someone or something. The reason you're ending it has to do with something factual. It is an emotional fallout of something that has to do with like facts, facts or data or numbers. Um, I mean, I suppose like if you were weighing, you were some kind of a boss and you had to fire somebody that was also like, I, I don't know, related to you or someone you cared about, it would be a decision based on numbers or data, but the fallout would be in an emotional thing. 
uh, I, I, I was vague about it at the beginning. This isn't something that has happened yet. This is something that is only on your mind right now. There's some emotional connection that is just now within a year, um, uh, on your mind could this be like if he were to follow the other fate line and do the thing that's going to fulfill him emotionally and intellectually and give him all the passion that it could be disappointing to somebody else no uh, i mean that is actually a really good interpretation i would go with the flip side of that in that the following the current fate line would be because of somebody else he would follow the thing that was unproductive to satisfy somebody else's emotional connection. Mm. So true to form that we've established that you are, you have a pattern of doing the thing that isn't best for you so that somebody else can benefit. Mm. It would be that kind of a decision. You are apparently currently weighing, not following the second fate line, the one that's the best one for you. You would Currently weighing in, um, how do I say, you might want to keep things status quo for somebody else, mm -hmm. not for you. This is something apparently you're considering. You have not gone through with this yet. The reason I say that is because that line points way further out on your heart line where we are not at. So it's pointing at the future. It's it's something apparently on your mind. I don't know if that rings true for you at all. Uh, like I said, this would be very recent that you would consider not following a particular path that's good for you because it would be emotionally bad for somebody else. I don't know what that could okay. be okay. yet. So, I mean, so this could be okay, a So thing when it happens, that... you'll call me though, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, let me know. I mean, definitely this could be a thing that's just so far out in the future. Like perhaps you haven't gotten to that, even that thought yet. I mean, it makes sense that I would because <laughs> I'm definitely somebody who would put someone else's whatever over my own, obviously. I so. mean, I would suspect that if you're going to keep the status quo for someone else's emotional benefit, it would have to be someone you have a strong emotional connection with. You would have to care about this. This would not be a person on the street or right. something that you would be even considering. Wow. It would be somebody who is strongly connected to you or you to them and your decision. You will find out that a hypothetical decision of yours will uh, affect them emotionally, probably negatively. So that's, that's the red flag to look for, I guess. It seems like a, I said that you had this thought within a year. If I'm wrong on that time frame, then it's coming up very soon. Mm -hmm. So this could be like, Garen, I'll be Garen. Like, uh, there's a thing that I can go do that's going to satisfy me completely. And somebody else in your life is like, yeah, but I don't want you to. And you have to be like, oh, okay. Or, oh, okay. Well, nice knowing you. I got to go do this thing. Yeah. I'm excited to see what it is. Yeah. I am too. Oh my God. Turn the page. It is not. Flip his hand over. Again, to reiterate, this is not related to some occupational thing. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's, it's related to your fate line. I think in that we were using that as an example of why your second fate line was kind of fate. I don't think that's actually what it is. Cause we pretty, uh, we, we established that it's because your energy is being spent on the other person who we keep bringing up. We, we, we keep bringing both up. Of us? Yeah, we should oh, stop. <laughs> all right. Uh, so it's not related to occupation or like your fate. It's not related to something about your quality of life. 
So it, in my mind, is something that you are going to be in charge of or some kind of a call that you're going to have to make. And that call will affect somebody emotionally. Like they're going to flip out or be sad or something. Uh, and because of their emotional stake in it, you're going to like hem and haw. You're going to hesitate. You're not going to make the call that is best for you. That is the danger. It's the danger. But we would this like is not you set. to. This we would is, yeah, like right. you to so, call. Right. That's right. I have to be you. very careful. careful right now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So a friend of mine has told me that he thinks I splitting my focus too much between my writing, which I'm honestly not doing or like streaming for instance or whatever. And he says I should concentrate on one aspect of that. Now let's say I say, okay, then I'm going to stop streaming. I'm not going to stream on Twitch anymore. That's it. Okay. There's definitely, there will be fallout from that if I do that. So I don't know if that connection that you're talking about mm. is strong enough for it to be that situation. I, I will. I'll tell you more off. Sure. Off I think. The, the, sorry, the, listeners. The, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, like, I want to know. Right. Can I be there? Yeah, yes. yes, yeah. yes. Oh, all right then. Uh, I I'll tell you guys later. The fact that it—that's what came up for you—is yes. Then that's probably the thing. I mean, that's how palm reading works. I don't know any of the context of anything I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. You found the context, and I think then that's probably why is it rings true to you. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, we're not going to tell you what you should do, only that you should do the thing that benefits you and is most productive for your life and your mm-hmm. happiness. Uh, and understand that that may then have fallout for other people. Your palm only gives a shit about you 100 percent. Right, right. And so it's it's weird to uh, sometimes I have to I, I don't have to. Sometimes my advice sounds selfish, uh, you know, in that. Uh, we only care about you. Like your palm only cares about you and you're going to have to make you like, sorry to everyone else. This is your palm reading. And you know, you're, you're the focus of it here. Right. So I, I guess I'm, I'm just saying like, if it's, if the decision that's good for you is going to have an emotional fallout, according to your palm, you know, fuck those people. It's, it's about you and your happiness. Right, 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 right. We are on team Garen and we, we would are. like Garen yeah. to get on the yeah. team Garen as well. Yeah. All right. Great. I think we should take a little break because then I want Garen to tell me what's up. Okay. All right, Quitla, we are back with Garen Cockerell. He has spilled his guts to us in the break, which is amazing. And I really need to come back to a couple of things. Okay. Garen, I want to know how this went for you because we've covered a lot of murder clown dolls and, and the story of Pinocchio, frankly, which if you think about it, could have been a murder clown doll. We don't know. So, Quila, you had initially had me write down the number two, which is something you don't normally ask me to do. Did I? You, I what did it's that right mean? here. I don't. <laughs> so, why, I feel like at least one of yeah. us should know. What, why I did is there's two really deeply cut lines around his lifeline, around them. his thumb. Right. There, I, could I that mean, not just be how he was carrying his grocery bag? Uh, no. Oh, right. No, that's not what that would be. Uh, they come from the same 
area as that other arrow-like line that shot across the top, which we, you know, we, we sort of figured out what that was and why you moved and all of that. It comes from that same area, but it, but they're pointed way far down your lifeline. By far down, I mean like 25, 30 years down your lifeline. Wait, in the uh, past or the future? In the future. Point into the fu- 20 future, 20 or 30, 25, Garen. 30 years into the future. There's two things that they connect with your lifeline. They don't really go past it. So there's two events or people. They could be two events related to one person. It's coming from your thumb head. So it's something family related. It's something, whether that's a person or like ideological or something, I don't know. But there's two events that happen essentially back to back. And I don't know what those are. Uh, they don't seem to really impact your lifeline. Uh, so that's, but that only means that you don't have to expend a lot of energy to deal with whatever these things are that suddenly punch you, you know, one, two punch 25 or 30 years from now. Could it be a good thing? One, two punch. It, I mean, it certainly could be. I'm just saying that there's no impact. So it's. So why is it on its hands? I, right. I don't know. <laughs> I, it, I, if it's two wait, wait. people. Um, yeah, go ahead. I yeah. mean, there is a brother that I have that I did just found out a few, <gasps> within the last few years mm. that I have mm. never met. That's kind of cool. Didn't want to. Oh, not cool. I take um, it back. Here's the, my dad had a kid before he was with my mom okay. and didn't know tech, like he knew, okay. but didn't know, right. or he suspected maybe. And they finally connected. And with that son, he got, a, it made me a middle child, which yeah. also explains a lot of things. <laughs> uh, gave him grandkids. Oh, I Gave see. him a, a strong masculine son because mm. he's a cop or he was. And mm. well, he sounds, so he got everything he would want. He sounds great. From this other. From this yeah, new person yeah, and yeah. refuses to get blood you know, DNA or anything done. It's like, I, I just know it. He's a good guy. I just know it. Mm. Meanwhile, my brother and I, who are both gay, yeah. probably will not be giving him grandkids. So he immediately now has that. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, I don't feel a need to meet this guy. I don't, sure. I'm, I, I get like heavy right wing. So he's, he, but he's a fair amount older than you then. Sure. He is older than me. I don't know how much older than me, maybe 10 years. Well, this has to be in high school. He was in high school when it happened, I think. So my dad's when my dad was in high school. So oh, he would have I to be see. 15, 20 years older than me. Okay. But then I, I don't so, know why two lines need to be recorded in your poem. Oh, I obviously there's another one. We just haven't discovered I mean, the other, right, other well, sibling all right, yet. All right. If, that, if that's what it is, then. <laughs> I'm sorry, Garen. That was grim. My apologies. <laughs> no. So I there's no, I do not subscribe to grim humor. Uh, You're totally fine. Anything <laughs> that's funny is funny to me. I don't. Uh, sure. If, if that was, if there was another sibling, then, yeah, then maybe, the maybe it's just such an unusual line. You know, we look at a lot of poems. I've never seen those two like that. What I what I usually go with with one line, uh, the fact that it shows up this two weird. What I go with one line is usually that's something that's something medical. It's either something that runs in the family mm-hmm. and that comes to a head for you specifically in twenty five or thirty years, or it's something. It's someone with a medical condition that 
again, rears its head for them, Mm -hmm. but that you have to do something about it. Like their medical problem, and it doesn't necessarily need to be disease. It could be uh, like uh, some kind of an addiction. A slide back for them suddenly becomes your problem because you care about them. That's usually what one deeply cut line like that, that comes from the thumb and connects to your lifeline. That's like eight out of 10 times is where I would go. Can we make predictions? Let's make predictions. What does two of those mean? Well, I don't, I just told you it's the other mystery child. No. Oh, we're done. <laughs> no, no. Resolved. But if, you know, if you're going to make it something medical and I understand that you are not, not licensed or bonded. Uh, right. However, like it could be that in 25 or 30 years, you need to donate a kidney to the mystery sibling. Two kidneys. No, not, he can't do that. <laughs> I feel like that's a, that would be something I would probably do sure, based on this. Sure. No, no, but... because in 25 or 30 years, that other weird fate line is going to be gone. And you're going to be following the one, the correct one. The correct one. Wait, so this all your palm changes? Absolutely, yes. Oh, I never it really can. knew that. It's the rate of change is different for everybody. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> you're shaking it the, like the a like an etch a sketch. Yeah, like <laughs> grab a plastic fork from a you know fast food and try to you know change your fate. No, but, don't do that. <laughs> well, it's not going to work. I mean, it but, will change uh, your fate to a degree, but maybe not in the way you yeah, want it to. Well, yeah, yeah no. right. Uh, but yeah, things, lines do migrate around. They'll fade out or fade in depending on decisions and things that happen to you. Um, it's usually over a very long period of time, though. Like yeah. 25 to 30 years? Sure. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like two or three years, be. I think, would be maybe the fastest i've seen something i mean in order to change quickly it would be a very just drastic decision or event that would happen to you well what's going to be awesome is that garen's lines are going to change because he's going to make decisions that are better for him Mm -hmm. he's focus on garen yes team garen Uh that's kind of why i don't want new roommates so that i don't have other people that i have to be like oh let me help you with this let me help you with this like I, i i need to be doing that to just you know me yeah. Do yes. Your, agree. Do your, uh, we've talked a lot about your father. Is your mother still around? Mm-hmm. Do either of them or both of them have medical conditions? That... Oh, my dad's, uh, yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, they, they're hillbillies, my dad's. <laughs> so whatever. Yeah, the Detroit you hillbillies. Can... You've heard of them. Oh God. I, I'm not laughing at your uh, oh, no, family. I love uh, the expression hillbilly. <laughs> we'll can laugh that, at them yeah, as much yeah. as you like. They because, had, you know, it conjures up uh, a mental image for me. There but, were washing yeah. machines on their lawn. There are hillbillies. <laughs> uh, that was the image. <laughs> yeah. They, my, my mom, and forgive me for using this term. It's culturally unsensitive, but my mom called them gypsies because they got run out of every oh, okay. town they've ever been in. They got run out because they're con artists. No so, way. Yeah. My dad isn't, but the rest of them are. And there's actually some, like I recently talked to my dad on the phone and was like, cause my aunt would post um, Trump stuff and anti-trans stuff and all sorts of shit like that. Mm. And I said, I never want to talk to her again. I never want to hear her name. Either one of them, your sisters are both evil and I don't want anything to ever do with him again. So that's a contention with my dad. Mm. His health is not good. He's got diabetes. He's got, he's been in the hospital more times than I can count lately, mm. but also plays baseball. Wow. So, <laughs> so my brother and I, and my, my, I call her my stepmom because they were together forever and she, mm. I've known her most of my life, but she's like, you guys really need to get on your dad to make a will and do this and do that. And, 
I found out that my aunt, the Trump one, got my dad's property. The only thing of value that he owns right now, he's got it um, in her name. Mm. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Sorry, I'm swearing, but what? Like, she doesn't tell us anything goes wrong. He's there. He lives home. But he's in his bliss with his boyfriend, so they don't. We're not. As a family, like my brother and I are closer now than we ever were when I lived there. Mm. Like we were. How close are you in age? He's three years younger than me. Okay. Two years younger than me. He's, I think he's turning 40 this year. Um, Like my mom and I would butt heads all the time when I was growing up. My brother and I would get into big fights all the time. And then I moved to my dad's house uh, where I just was basically living in my bedroom. Mm. Um, Anyway. Yeah. So. There's a lot of weird family stuff. And I like I've tried to do like genealogy stuff because I want to learn about where I come from. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. you know, there's nothing <laughs> worth looking into in the cockerel family. Uh, well, <laughs> no, there is because there's you. Yeah, oh, yeah, Team the Garrett. Yeah, I don't think anybody on that side of the family has ever gone to college, let alone gotten a degree. So Team Garrett. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, the, what I'm left with is those two lines perhaps are your parents. I just, based on your description of your father, I, and this is grim, and I don't, I'm not wishfully thinking this, but like 25 or 30 years seems like a long time out for something to come to a head. I don't, perhaps my own estimation is just wrong. And the reason why is the further, the further we get into the future on any line, the time sort of compresses. And so it's not mm-hmm. like a consistent timeline that I follow. So that's where the interpretation part comes in. I guess 25 to 30, mm-hmm. I could just be wrong. I, I know whatever, whatever the time frame is for those two events, it will, it will be consistent and it'll be one immediately after the other. I don't know that, that, that they are your parents. I'm just uh, like, that's usually where things go, but. You know what I like uh, best about those two lines on Garen's poem is that it had it that, it, he opened up completely. Yeah. 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 I, I don't mind talking about that. Those two lines stuff. unlocked a whole lot of information. I feel like we should start yeah. over, go back and, and reinterpret some so things. So start from Hillbilly. Sure. <laughs> start from Billy. From the yeah, yeah. appliances in the front lawn. Uh, <laughs> more. See, I, I, I'm, I'm formulating what I'm about to say and I can already like predict why you're going to be upset about it, Portland. Hit me. But really quick, uh, yeah. In terms of any grimness, I don't think my dad's going to be around another ten years. Right. Okay. So, okay. I, I don't wish that at all. Right. But uh, yeah. I, just I, from the way things have been going, it's you know, whatever. This is yeah. a safe space. We're so. just yeah, working working through what's uh, lines on your palm. <laughs> whatever those two events are, immediately after that in your lifeline, there's virtually nothing touching your lifeline after that. You will. You will know peace. Smooth after sailing. Those, it's smooth sailing after I whatever those two, two events decades are. And I'll Maybe be, three. I'll find peace. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, but if I'm if I'm wrong about that, then it could be next Thursday for whatever, all we know. Uh, sh- sure, but like I, I'm trying to say that as the good news, whatever those mysterious things are, that is a one-two punch in your life. You will roll through that, and then just be better on the other side of it. Uh, all of those little lines at the very top of the reading that all those expectations, none of those seem to 
they like they they don't exist in your palm anymore. You hmm. figured something out, and you are working with what you have in a very productive, productive for you, uh, positive way. Like uh, it's not not giving up. It's like you have become even more efficient and productive after those one two things, whatever they may be. Garen, I'm so excited to see what those things are. I guess I'll be back in 20 to 30 years. Yay! Right. Uh, write that down. And by, by that point, <laughs> you might look 42. We'll see. Right. Because at this moment, I do still think he's lying about that part. Oh, I, I, mentally. Like, check his ID and be like, oh, it's for like paperwork. We just got to see your driver's <laughs> license real fast. Yeah. Garen, how was this for you? It was really, really cool. It's it's Like you, I said earlier, I'm very I'm open to this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't – I mean – I. Th- are you going to take Wheatley's advice? Yeah. I'm and get gonna, on Team Garen? Yeah. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> I mean, it's please, just... Please I, get I, on Team Garen. I mean, I, uh, it, it seems like, according to your palm, like you're almost there. You're just being divided a little bit see, in part of it. And, I also wonder, like, when I left, did I really leave for myself or did I leave so that I wasn't casting shadow on anybody else like oh i don't want to be here anymore so my dad doesn't have to acknowledge he has a gay kid or my family doesn't have to worry about that so i'm just going to go somewhere else where it's hmm, safer whatever i mean that but, could go that all it all would track coldly, if that's the truth coldly i'm going to ask like why is that relevant though like that like it's just not? to the idea of me doing things for other people than oh, instead of myself right, now, 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 it's more of it's just that, that i mean but sure yeah. but that is the past i mean yeah there. The, right. I mean, uh, the, the palm reading, like it's not about changing the past. It's about understanding motivations and mm-hmm. perhaps why something came to be, but it's about knowing that and then knowing yeah. that you, you have a future in front of you. If you would simply focus on your own happiness. Yeah. I don't, that's, I mean, I sit at my house and I, I just, I'll just sit and watch Mary Tyler Moore for hours and be like, what are you doing? Yeah, but why aren't yeah, you writing? Why aren't you like, doing this? I feel Go out right just, now. But, yeah, <laughs> but the question is like, does that make you happy though? Like, is that like a, like a reset reboot for your own brain? Then, then that is still it, productive. That's still okay. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. like, I, I, oh my goodness. I don't want you to be hard on yourself in that. Like, oh, I need to do things. No, no, it's not. Are, it's just that I'm, I'm acknowledging that what you said, okay. I have, Okay. Thought about like yeah. I, I want to go out and be more out in the world. I want to be more fitness, whatever. Okay. But so for some I, reason, I just don't. We need the three of us to just have a text chain, and anytime you're feeling a little little off, mm-hmm. just text us, and we'll just remind you, Team Garen. Let's do it. All right, deal. Let's do it, Team Garen. Okay. This uh, has been awesome. I am really, I really enjoyed the Team Garen show. <laughs> I, the Team Garen podcast, I feel like, has been very successful today. I, I, you know, I have a question out of my own curiosity. Uh, we talked about, well, like how you're open to all things supernatural, and whatnot. You even had a ghost experience and whatnot. Mm-hmm. As somebody who likes that sort of stuff, is it disappointing to know that that isn't part of my style of palm reading? I'm just curious. If, no. If, no, uh, no. Oh, okay. No, I, I mean, that's, yeah. I, I, the thing, if there's something that I don't know about or I don't understand, I don't, I'm not going to judge it. Unless it's something dark. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I will judge anybody who says they're Republican now. Right, right, right. Because right. that's dark. <laughs> but this kind of stuff, I mean, it's a talent. It's information. You're garnering information from, you know, interpreting what you're seeing. It's 
Yeah, we're scary in all like kinds of different ways. We're not Republican, but we are terrifying. I, I don't believe any of that. I see no evidence That's, of any of that. I'm glad to know. I, I'm always worried when I run into somebody who likes the – I mean that wasn't necessarily you, but someone who likes like the crystal aspect of all this and energies and you know. Oh, yeah. That sort of thing. I I get worried like, well, that, that's not what – that's not how I do that. That's not yeah, what this no. is. And so I, I'm it, worried. It, it actually they're... makes it almost seem – this is going to sound wrong. I don't mean it to be sound negative. But <laughs> it almost makes it seem more real. Thank you. Not necessarily – Mike drop. Anything else We're done. Isn't. That's it. Yeah. We're, thank you. That's exact – that's but all I, don't, I ever want as far as validation from, yeah, it, <laughs> it, from someone Isn't it weird how it works though? Yeah. Like it, it really – it, really it drives is. me up the wall that yeah, it works every single time. That's the only reason I'm sitting here is I'm waiting for him to fail miserably. I'm, at the end of the day, you can point at palm reading or tarot reading or whatever and point at religion. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know oh. what I mean? It's They're no different. And if you'd like to make a donation, we will uh, we'll give you a link. There it is. Yeah. There. Our whole hook. You know, I have <laughs> dollar sign. My name is Garen. I'm a <laughs> well, we are all firmly on Team Garen now. Let's, uh, mm. let's go eat cupcakes. Ooh, cupcakes. Right on. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks, thanks for, for being coming. here, Garen. Not my Thank pleasure. You. Thank you guys for having me. This was a blast. It was really really cool. Yay! Glad I was able to do it. Thanks for listening to Hollywood Palms. Please rate and review the show with five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends. And if you didn't like the show, you could just keep that to yourself. If you want to know more, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash Hollywood Palms. Subscribe to the various tiers to hear exclusive episodes and learn about other premium options, including getting a personal reading by Quitla. You know, I might be there if you want me to be. And I won't be if you don't. Hollywood Palms is produced by Rob Beals. Our logo designed by the talented David Polston. Music by the delightful Miguel Garcia-Hool. Hollywood Palms is a Genius Royale production.